seed of time, please welcome the most contentious podcast on the internet, Ranting and Raving! Good afternoon. We're coming on the air now with breaking news from Charlottesville, Virginia. That is the scene over the last 24 hours of violent clashes between white nationalists and counter-protesters in the streets of Charlottesville. And just moments ago, this shocking video we're going to show you right now. A car barreling down the street. That's 4th and Water Street in Charlottesville. And apparently ramming in to counter-protesters, the white nationalists on the scene. Eva Pilgrim is in Charlottesville right now and Eva you can see the chaos you can see the commotion right there tell us what you've heard well George you can see the actual intersection where this happened right behind me the two other cars that were hit in that aftermath still sitting there in that intersection people's things just thrown on the ground we've spoken to several witnesses who tell us that they were having their counter protesters were marching they met right near this location here. They had a moment where they celebrated, and the next thing they knew when they looked up, a car, a silver or gray two-door car, came barreling down the hill and started hitting people. People have described it to us. They were literally plowing through people, people flying up around them. Many people telling us they had to jump out of the way. When we actually got down here on the scene, we are walking through what was left of that crowd. You could see people laid out on the street, paramedics working on them, people wrapping up their legs. Multiple times I heard law enforcement and medics asking the crowd, do you know of anyone else that has been hurt in this accident? They were trying to find all the people that had been hurt, all the people that were on the ground whose friends were tending to them in that immediate aftermath. And you can see here now riot police behind us. They have blocked off this area. They have moved people out of the way as they try to make this downtown area of Charlottesville safe again. Let me pivot over to the other breaking story out of Toronto where we now know that police have been questioning the driver uh, behind the wheel of this white van who basically mowed people down for as long as a mile. This is north of Toronto. This is right around 1.30 uh, their time. Uh, details as far as the, the extent of the injuries. I mean, we, we heard uh, gruesome, gruesome details from some of these eyewitnesses. Jason Carroll, I know, has been working this story for us. And Jason, you know, hearing these eyewitnesses detail the bodies, the pieces of bodies, the, the uh, speed at which this van was traveling before. How did, how did the van stop? stop? Yeah, yeah, how did the yeah, driver stop? It is, first of all, chilling, uh, Brooke, to hear from these eyewitness accounts. One witness saying that he saw people going down one by one. Another saying that he saw multiple bodies there on the ground. Another witness describing it as, quote, pandemonium broke loose, he said, as he saw the van hit a man who was simply walking through the intersection. The van did come to a stop about a mile from where this all started, still trying to get details in terms of specifically how that happened, who was responsible for that. But just to recap, this starting at about 1.30, uh, north of downtown Toronto, in the northern section of the city, that's when this white van jumped the curb and started mowing down pedestrians who were walking on the sidewalk. And now at 10, there will be no criminal charges against an off-duty LAPD officer who shot a man to death inside a Costco. The Riverside County DA also released enhanced security camera video from the night of the shooting. But the victim's family tonight believes there is more evidence that's being held back. KCAL 9's Nicole Comstock is live tonight in Corona with more. Nicole? 
Yeah, Susie, I spoke with one of Kenneth French's family members over the phone tonight, and he said, obviously, this was not the news that the family was hoping to hear. That there are more security cameras inside this store, including one right where the shooting happened. He feels like this is a cover-up, but the DA's office says this video you're about to see is the only security video that exists. Newly released video shows a father trying to shield his mentally disabled son from gunfire. We're pausing the video just before bullets killed Kenneth French and hit both of his parents, seriously injuring them inside this busy Corona Costco back in June. Charles Kinsey is lying on the ground, hands in the air. Police are out of sight, pointing their guns. You can hear Kinsey trying to explain he's a healthcare professional. The man on the road next to him is his autistic patient. As long as I got my hands up, they're not going to shoot me. This is what I'm thinking. They're not going to shoot me. Wow, was I wrong? Minutes later, after the video ends, police shoot, hitting Kinsey in the leg. And when he hit me, I'm like, I still got my hands in there. I say, no, I just got shot. And I'm standing there, I'm like, sir, why did you shoot me? And his, ex and his words to me, he said, I don't know. On the shooting attacks on two mosques in the New Zealand city of Christchurch, 49 people are known to have died. Dozens more are being treated in hospital for gunshot wounds. Witnesses say at least one gunman opened fire on worshippers at the mosques as they were gathering for Friday prayers. Well, one man in his 20s has been charged with murder. Two other men and one woman were detained in the areas around the mosques, but police have established one at least had no involvement. Police are investigating reports that an attacker live-streamed their actions. New Zealand's Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern has described the events as an extreme and unprecedented act of violence. And next to that horrific image from overseas tonight, an alleged hate crime in Germany, a gunman targeting a synagogue on the holy day of Yom Kippur. Video showing the heavily armed gunman firing down a street, reloading several times. He was unable to get inside the synagogue, but an explosive he tried to throw into the synagogue cemetery missed its intended target. He shot a woman passing by, and then the gunman allegedly firing at a shop nearby, killing a man there. And all of it, we have learned, he tried to stream live. Police now have him in custody at this hour. To a homophobic attack on a London bus that left a lesbian couple in hospital with horrific injuries. The pair were minding their own business on the top deck when a group of men began abusing them before physically assaulting them. The picture of their injuries stunned Londoners today. And this afternoon, four teenagers have been arrested. Rhea Chatterjee's report begins with that image of their injuries. We begin this hour with the breaking news out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This is where police SWAT teams have swarmed an area around the Tree of Life Synagogue. This is a temple where there were reports of an active shooter, also reports of numerous fatalities. Police telling people in the area to stay in their homes and shelter in place. At approximately 3 p.m. on Wednesday, June 5th, while inside a shopping center located at Redacted, a man <laughs> approached a female and touched her inappropriately. The female did not sustain any physical injuries. Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and everybody in between. Of our Tier 3 patrons. Of our Tier 3 patrons. <laughs> and welcome to Ranting and Raving, the super contentious and argumentative side series from the Weed of Time, where we just rant and rave about shit, man. And this time and we're going to rant. I am Dengus Khan, and I am joined by my co-host, Shame. And Slash our... wife. Right. And our new co-host, our cat, 
who's sitting up at the table with her paws on the table looking at the microphone. She's sitting in my lap. That's our cat Lemon. and uh, That's her code name. <laughs> that's the name that, the shelter that, gave her. That's her pseudonym. And, uh, and she's here to be a co-host too, so maybe you'll hear her purring. But I hope you do. That would be so good for you. But we're here to rant and rave about some stuff. Ending. Uh, what is our topic tonight? Oh, wait. We should... Do we do the thing in this? Do we talk about what we smoked and drank and ate? No, we can. I don't know if we do. Oh. I'm drinking Leffen for the last time. Yeah, he's continuing <laughs> to drink the beer from episode 17. And I hate it. And, oh, the cat's getting upset. I get upset by Leffen too, Lemon. Um, I hate her Lemon. <laughs> I know. It's the last time I have to drink this, though, so I'm happy. And we have smoked LBS Moonbeam. That is a about a 17% THC indica from uh, Ontario. She drinking the cat's water. The drinking water real loud, man. Slurp, <laughs> slurp. Uh, we've had we had six bowls now, five bowls now. We had three the first time. How many did we have the second time? Three, six, six now. There we go. So we're pretty high. And we're here to talk about something that I'm going to get. Although, to be fair, like, it was like two hours between the times that we smoked. Because that was a long-ass episode. Yeah, because we're just hot off the heels of recording episode 17, our second world-building episode. So. And that was an hour and a half raw. I don't know what it'll be cut. Raw uncut. <laughs> yeah. Um, director's cut. The director, raw uncut. I'm the director and I haven't cut yet. Jesus. All right. Um, so we're here to talk but about something. release is the director's cut. <laughs> we're here to talk about something that I'm going to get real heated about because it's something I'm really passionate about. Um, and we're going to show some true colors here. Um, although you probably know this if you're a tier three patron listening to this. You probably know what our politics are like. But we're going to get. They're very you know, left. We're, we're going to get thoroughly anti-capitalist here. Yeah. Very left and very up is a good way to put They're it. Very uh, uh, something gay space communism. <laughs> Fully automated luxury gay yeah, space. Yeah, that. That's her though. Yeah. I. He's a Marxist Leninist. She remembers that. I do. I she doesn't like... always agree with it, but she remembers it. I think I mostly agree with it. I just don't invest enough or as much time and energy into politic stuff as you do, I think. Anyway. Yeah. No, I get you. Like analysis of politics. Yeah. But in any case, we're here to talk about some pretty political shit. So get ready to get contentious. Yeah. Well, I mean, you listening to us, we're going to pretty much agree on this. Uh, I gave this rant last night smoking, so yeah. she knows what's coming. I do. Uh, I would like to talk about... Um, like I said, we just need a microphone in the garage, because I can release like a ranting and raving every fucking day. <laughs> yeah, Honestly. I, I talk a lot. Um, no, but like but also... Yeah. <laughs> like, no spoon I going off about burlesque, you oh, know? God, that's true. Um, anyway. Me talking about how Magic Mike had too much plot. <laughs> that was in here. Yeah, but I've also talked about it before. Okay. With Nospo okay. in depth as part of our conversation about burlesque. Oh, Jesus. All right. Okay. So anyway, we're not here to talk about that shit. We're here to talk about um, left-wing political organizing. Um, 
And I'm just going to say right off the bat for my FBI handler who's listening to this, I'm not advocating doing anything illegal. I do not endorse or participate in violence. Fuck off. Go home. Uh, anyway, um, the, for a Jonas Brothers song is running through my head. Okay. Cause I'm paranoid. Oh, no. Anyway, um, I hope you'd get that. But I, uh, I feel like the, the main point I want to address is something that I feel like is a bit of a hole in left-wing thought and organizing in post-1990s North America, mm-hmm. particularly. Okay, um, I think something that the left has done really well is promote this image of a tolerant left mm-hmm. that is very intersectional and aware and a safe space mentality. And I think that's a great thing. I really do. I think that's been necessary. I think it's great that these things are being established now. Um, I think that has been a focus for a long time. And I think some other things have been left out that need to be spoken to a little bit more. Um, and that's one of the things I want to do right now. Um, you okay? It's a really funny picture of a cat. Um, I swear to God, that's a fucking dog. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a fucking no, dog. No, its dude. face is too flat. Look at its mouth. Oh. I'll post it with the episode. I'll take a screenshot. Oh, I barely believe that's a cat. <laughs> Why does that cat have a mustache? Why does it look like a disgruntled wizard? I know, I know. It's like Grumpy Saruman. Anyway, okay. I've taken a screenshot. I got rid of our, the thing that has a picture of us first. Okay. That was smart. Um, so lots of progressive and left-wing organizing happens around um, GSAs, Gay Straight Alliances, um, mm-hmm. Pride Clubs, Pride Organizations. Um, things about visibility, um, optics-based things, representation, intersectional awareness, uh, privilege and oppression dynamics, awareness about that, that sort of thing. That's good. We all need to know that shit. Um, and there are a lot of people out there right now who are learning to say, like, check your privilege, check my own privilege. Use your privilege for good, right? Like, um, some good examples are uh, white allies who can step in when a black person is being confronted by a police officer. Yeah. Um, Literally inserting yourself into that situation, putting your body on the line in there for the protection of someone over whom you have been given systematic authority, right? Like your presence is probably going to help diffuse that situation better than anything else is. And that you are also much less likely to be assaulted than another black person stepping in. Like those, but less likely to die. Quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, so those things are happening around race. Mm-hmm. There are similar things happening around uh, gender, um, sexuality, and sexuality. Right. Um, lots of aspects of identity that we derive our current power structures and mm-hmm. and, and cultures from. Right. Yeah. So. 
that that is changing. There's already a tide of that changing. And I feel like in some ways I can't speak to a lot of that. And like, there's people who can speak on it better. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think coming from my perspective, um, as someone who has had like a severely physically disabled sibling, as well as numerous other uh, disabled relatives, I, I, I have a, I have a decent perspective on what I think is an underrepresented demographic in these progressive conversations and spaces, mm-hmm. um, which are disabled people, um, people who are not physically able-bodied or necessarily mentally able. But anyway, um, I feel like I can speak at least a little bit to the fact that I feel like disability justice uh, gets played, gets gets underrepresented in mm-hmm. these struggles and in these spaces. And in some cases, I feel like it's, there is uh There are people out there who are in these progressive spaces mm-hmm. and actively working against people with disabilities. Yeah. Um, I'm going to call out a fucking YouTuber I hate. Um, I'm going to call out uh, Mook. M-U-K-E. He also goes by ZZZ or something. I don't remember. He, he's a Marxist YouTuber that I watched for a little while who was doing like just videos on Marxist economics and... Then he started just doing reaction videos to people on the alt-right, alt-right YouTube scene. Even though all that does is make it get seen by more people. Right, exactly. It's been proven that that's not a good strategy, but he was doing it anyway. And his main talking point, whenever an argument came up in the alt-right video, he would use uh, ableist slurs against, you know, Mm. the the people he was criticizing our um, word, you know? Yeah. And he would say, Oh wow, guys, he needs help. I think he's really autistic, like really gross things like that. Mm-hmm. And just no one called him on it. He thought it was just okay to just do shit like that. Mm-hmm. And he would never say that about racial slurs or sexist slurs, but he feels okay. Well, I feel like he might say it about sex. Yeah, he's groups. probably a chauvinist but, in other ways too. Yeah, but like, but the the fact he, that he dares to publicly say these slurs when he would not publicly say the other ones. Right, people putting on this big progressive uh, yeah oh, attitude and stuff. So forward thinking, right? Fuck disabled people. But I don't give a shit about that struggle. Yeah. Um. No, no matter what, mm-hmm. and it's just fucking insincere. Yeah. And, horrible like uh anyway and it also comes in the form of leftist organizing spaces not being accessible mm-hmm. to uh dis- disabled people yeah like where you hold meetings mm-hmm. um where you hold events is it accessible that- can you get in there if you have a wheelchair can you get there on the bus yeah yes can socioeconomic you- can you get there on a wheelchair like you said yeah. um when is it like mm-hmm. can people can people attend uh what about people with kids and they don't have childcare yeah how how are you going to bring parents into this um how about or well like 
poor parents specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, How are you going to make your space safe for everybody? Lots of people are becoming more and more aware about language, right? Um, Slurs and, you know, ways you can and can't talk to people, right? Mm -hmm. And that's great. We should, you know, respecting pronouns, all that stuff. Um, We don't get it as much around disabled people. Yeah. I will say that. Um, But creating a safe space also can't just be about um, policing people's speech. It also has to do with making spaces literally safe for marginalized people. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, there are places in the southern United States where you can still get killed just for being a black person who's alive, right? Yeah, absolutely. There are places in our own province where you can get literally murdered just for being an indigenous person and being alive. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Like, these things are still very fucking real, right? There are parents still trying to send their kids to conversion therapy. And there's a whole system of oppression faced by disabled people as well that isn't talked about in the same way, but Mm -hmm. is equally as important in all of these. In all of these, my point is... It Even needs to be though, about... like, honestly, people should care the most about disability rights are just from, like, a selfish perspective. You may become disabled. You're not going to maybe become black. Like... No, true. Um, privileged but... people should care more. Like, it doesn't make sense that they don't care about care for disabled people. Yeah. But, alas. And, and so, my point is... Robert Jordan plot hole, what? <laughs> we need leftist organizers who are willing to... Not just put their ideas on the line for other people, mm-hmm. put their words on the line for other people, who are willing to put their fucking fists on the line for other people, mm-hmm. right? It's not a safe space if you're not able to defend it. Yeah. Right? If you can't, you know, um, help house a, a, a black family whose house just got burnt down in a hate crime. Mm-hmm then you're not creating a safe space. You know what I yeah. mean? If you're not like if you're not creating a community in which those people could get help in that time yeah. is kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. Not um, you specifically. Not you putting but them up if in your house. Your group of people. Your group needs to be working to find ways to house people in those sorts of situations. Yeah. Uh willing to fight landlords who are trying to screw people. Willing to help in situations of domestic violence. Yeah. We, we need and, and here's maybe the crux of my point. We need people who are able-bodied mm-hmm. and to certain extents able-minded, right? Who can... Neurotypical. Neurotypical, yes. That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. Um, if you are able, you should be taking at least somewhat of an interest in your physical health. Mm-hmm. Because your physical health, your strength, your, you know, mm-hmm. if you're being a, you know, a good person and a good fucking leftist organizer, your body should be able to stand in the way of other people's oppression. Yeah. Literally. Mm-hmm. It's nice to create safe spaces with words, but we need to create safe spaces that we will defend with 
tooth and nail and fist and foot. Yeah. Right? And we don't just wait for somebody to come in with their fucking nonsense, wait for them to be done and then continue. And we need to stop them from saying it. And sometimes that requires physical violence in order to do so. It, and I'm not saying we need to advocate this hyper leftist. But punch uh, a Nazi in the fucking face to shut them up. Cult of violence or anything. But yeah, fucking punch a Nazi and fucking. I'm not body shaming anyone here, but you should be taking care of yourself to the extent that if you have to, you can take care of others. Mm-hmm. Right? Or defend others. Yeah. That's your you obligation. If you see a woman being harassed and assaulted... Put yourself in between that. As, obviously, right? if you're a guy. Yeah, like, if if it, if you are able to do that yeah, because exactly. of your privileges. Exactly. We need to be able to check our own privilege as able-bodied people and say... Yeah, this is what I can do. Using my privilege for good is making sure I am physically able to stand in the way of oppression. Yeah. Physically. Not just ideologically, not just written down in a fucking Tumblr post, right? And so uh, this is where those news stories you will have heard at the beginning kind of come in because I want to talk about why I'm interested in it and why shame is interested in it Mm -hmm. a bit Um, because and... I think the big difference with the two of us is you look at it through a much more altruistic lens and I'm much more selfish. And defensive. Yes. It's not selfish, it's defensive. Those are two yeah. different things, right? Yeah. Because I, I, I'm a great big guy. Yeah. Right? I don't have to be afraid of a whole heck of a lot physically, generally yeah. speaking. You're a small woman, right? Yeah. What I meant is my focus on this is to protect myself, whereas yours is to protect others. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I think for you, it's reasonable that you do look yeah. at it that way. And I think my point is... That's the whole point of my conversation yeah. here is to say, I feel obliged to look at it altruistically. Yeah. And you should too, if yeah. you are a similarly able-bodied yeah. and But like, person. to give fucking background, I'm a fucking woman that exists in the world. I've been catcalled, I've been groped, I've been fucking raped. Like, it's, it's just fucking what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been abused both emotionally and physically. Like, there's, I'm a fucking woman in the world and like it's violent it's violent like the thing that i read at the beginning we'll record that okay is the fucking post that went up looking for the suspect that fucking groped me like Mm -hmm. because i i had privilege because i am hey i'm a white uh can be assumed to be straight Mm -hmm. teacher like professional I have the power to kind of stand up for this shit. So I fucking filed a police report. And it was in my house for two fucking days waiting for a police officer to come take that report, which is fucking shit, but whatever. Mm, nightmare. Yeah. Um, and that guy was recently, or sorry, he was found as because I have a whole bunch of knowledge of fucking police forces because mm. my family's police. So I wrote like this fucking insanely detailed report about everything that did because I had the fucking privilege of having that knowledge to do so. But not everybody would have that thing. Like literally I got home and I showered while dang. Took sat- a statement from her. Yeah. Took a fucking statement because I'm like, I need this out right now. Otherwise I'm going to start imagining things or I'm going to start forgetting things. Because like. Mm. 
Now, if, if you could say, why was it significant that you used your privilege in that way? What was the result of you giving That's such a That's what I was report? getting okay. to. Yeah. I just wanted to encourage you. Yeah. To... So pictures of this guy were posted because uh, I got him on security cameras going out. The, the cameras weren't working in the section of the store where it happened. And there was also no security there. So that was fun. So I did literally everything you're supposed to. And then in the fucking comment sections of all those Facebook posts was people going, well, why didn't she go to security? Well, why did it? Uh, well, maybe she didn't understand what she was feeling. It might have been accidental. Like all that sort of fucking bullshit. But anyways, um, they post his pictures because I got a really good description of him and they found him on the cameras exiting the store. I also checked exactly what time it was when that happened. Mm. I, I She knew what to take notes on. I Yeah, I did. I did. Like, and mm. that's a result of how I was raised, things like that. And, and so, as a result of that? Yeah, like, one of the first things my dad taught me was how to break somebody's fucking grip on my arm. But someone else saw these pictures of him, and they called police and said that he had assaulted them previously as well. So not only was he charged with one count of sexual assault, he was charged with two. And he pled guilty to two, and now he's on a year's probation, which is such a bullshit thing. Mm-hmm. But he has to be on the sex offenders list for like 10 years. But that's what you get with a fucking guilty plea. Mm-hmm. And I think it's bullshit that people can cop out of their fucking sentences by admitting to doing the thing and then somehow getting an easier sentence. Mm-hmm. Like, that's fucking shit. But because you you knew what to do in the situation. Yeah. Someone else was able to get justice for, yeah. for what happened to them when they weren't and going like, to be able to before. Like, yes. That's, and to, I think, lead into your bigger point. Yeah. This guy grabs my fucking ass and then keeps walking down the thing. And I... Yeah. Honestly, I'm just going to put a trigger warning for sexual assault on this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> this is a big thing. Um, But he does that and he just fucking keeps walking. I turn around and I'm like, did you just grab my fucking ass? He's like, no, you're crazy, blah, blah, blah. And then he turned around, he kept walking faster. And I am a wrestler. I can fucking take someone to the ground and I can choke them unconscious. And in that moment, I had to go, would it be considered self-defense or assault by a court? And because he was leaving and did not pose any further danger to me, theoretically, I decided that it would be charged as assault because I would lose my job if I got an assault charge. Like, full stop. I'm a teacher. Like, I would lose my job. I would lose my fucking license with the OCT. Like, it would be horrifying. And I'm like, okay, I can't fucking stop this guy because I'm going to go to fucking jail and lose my job if I do. Like, that's... And I had to err on the fucking side to call. Like, I had to. So I just fucking chase this guy out of the store until I find somebody and I'm like, fucking get security. Who wasn't there? And this guy gets out of the store. I literally could have just fucking put him to sleep right there. And I made the choice not to because I couldn't. And also because he had six inches and 50 fucking plus pounds on me. Like, he's a big fucking guy. Anyways, leading into your point. So, my bigger point... uh, You should have heard a lot of the news articles at the beginning... Um, but I'm going to just summarize some of the things that were happening around the time that I started making these connections. Yeah. Um, um, in July of 2016, Charles Kinsey, um, who was a mental health therapist, was shot by police in North Miami, Florida. 
Kinsey had been retrieving um, a 23-year-old patient of his with autism who had wandered from the group home um, and started having a bit of a breakdown, a meltdown. Mm -hmm. And police were called because it was happening in public. And they they didn't bother trying to, like, negotiate mm -hmm. anything or try and understand what was going on in the situation. They just walked in and killed the guy because a disabled person wasn't shut away from society. Mm -hmm. Society had to see disability for a minute, and so the police thought it was okay to just kill a person. Yep. Like, and so I'm not going to go into that much detail with all of them, but there was around the same time as Shame's assault. Um, slightly before sli it. Slightly before two, two lesbian women, a lesbian couple in the UK were on a bus when they started getting harassed by a group of five uh, teenagers mm -hmm. who started uh, taunting them and throwing things at them and trying to force them to, you know, like be kiss. physically affectionate yeah. and kiss. And uh, they started like physically assaulting these women. They got the shit beat out of them. Like these women were, yeah, beat to within an inch of their lives. They were fucked. Like the pictures are harrowing to look at. Mm -hmm. And this was on a public bus in the middle of the day. And just five teenagers got onto a bus and did that. And no one stopped them. And I get really upset because, like, how many people were on that bus and they didn't do anything? Um, they just let it happen. Um, uh, sorry. It's okay. Take, I can cut silence. Um, and then the list goes on. I've got um, a few more articles like um, the Charlottesville uh, car assault. Yeah. Um, which killed Heather Heyer in, uh, in Charlottesville, Virginia. And the Toronto van attack. Every school shooting. And the Pittsburgh synagogue shooting. Honestly, let's fucking talk about school shootings for a minute. I think you need a second and I yeah. can talk about this. Deng and I are both teachers. Deng and I have separately, each at our own times, thought about what we would do if there was an active shooter in our classroom. And, like, straight up, we we have both decided we would fucking die for our students. Respect your fucking teachers. That's all I'm saying. They'd literally die for your kids. And they do. They do. Like in Parkdale. Yeah. Fuck, I hate Parkdale. And, uh, and the list goes on. There's just... The, the far right is committing violence against marginalized and at-risk people at such alarming rates. And not only is it being allowed, the fucking state is encouraging it because they let police officers lead it. And it's so fucking upsetting and scary. And so this is all the shit I'm thinking about as it's happening to my wife. Um last year we were married yet yeah, but... no, yeah and uh i'm being intentionally happy because <laughs> you're going through something i don't know this is just a lot of shit i haven't said quite this detailed before you know no, that's legit uh, i'm sorry to the people listening i hope no I hope it, it makes it more. important um and that was 
but find, thinking about all those things. And finding also, it, real men do cry. It's fine. <laughs> Be in touch with your emotions. Otherwise, you're at risk of suicide. Seeing all this shit happening everywhere and seeing it happening in my own house. Um, I just... To the person you'd love most in the world. Yeah. I just knew, like... I, I, I want to I wake up every morning and be able to tell myself honestly that if that happened on the bus today... I, I'd get up, right? Mm-hmm. And I'd help. And I'd be able to help. Yeah. And I'd be able to stop that. Yeah. Um, so I think this has really defined our relationship quite a lot. Because I'm going to tell them a thing. Sure. Dang and I really started becoming close as friends after I was raped on campus. And he had to walk me to and from classes because we were in the same program. And that person was still on campus and in residence. And I had been told that I should have someone with me at all times. Yeah. That is when Dang and I became close. And so... Um, for, for various reasons, people in our house were starting running last year. And I thought, well, that would be a good place to start. Um, because if I'd been there... Because I'm obsessed with human evolution and like there's like four million years from Australopithecus to Homo to it's all built so that we can fucking run and I'm a disgrace to my ancestors and to (laughs) the natural selection if I don't run. So we run and uh, and I gathered them up with me and I said (laughs) we're running and they said okay and now we run. I, I didn't get into it at first, but then then, then I did. <laughs> yeah, because our be- schedule was different. Because I wanted to be able to say honestly to myself that if I was in the store with you... You could have chased him. I could have chased him down. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and that was where that started. And then, you know, started doing like calisthenics and stuff mm-hmm. at home as well. And, you know, buy some weights Start, you know, we've gotten very into fitness over the last year and a bit, um, year. Um, My quads are huge. I fidget by flexing them. I, uh... But this is, to tie it back, how we were talking about it is, for me, it's more of a defensive looking after myself thing. And for dang, it's more of a looking after everyone else. But, but, but that's kind of the journey we've been on. And this is predominantly my side of this as i'm mm-hmm. telling this um well because i think you're, you're talking about able privilege a lot yeah and but so, i think in a lot of these specific ways it really it's does also all male f- exactly yeah no, which that, is that's, why i think you're able to kind of address it a little it's bit it's my more. perspective more and usually the people like statistically the people that you would need to be standing up against in a physical manner are men yeah that's true so, so that's you need another the men on your side as well a, right? a little bit yeah so, because in terms for me, it'd be more so standing up for somebody vocally, emotionally. Yeah. Solidarity. Sort of yeah. So if somebody's saying racist shit on a bus, I chew them the fuck out. Uh, I, I go yeah. full uh, telling his n- where to snorkel. Yeah, yeah no, seriously. <laughs> on a catamaran in Cuba. But, but so that's been the thing for me is realizing like, it's not about my own physical, it's about my own physical health, but it's not about... It's not about doing it for myself. 
look doing it so that you look a certain way or so that you just say that you can the, lift those things. Yeah, like th- this His year, motivation. This year-long and still going strong journey of like fitness and strength and mental like strength as well. It hasn't been near yet. It, it's very close. So I'm just saying, especially by the running. time this comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Just because... It's just, it's... Yeah. No, no, it's okay. I was just, I'm mapping things um, out in my brain. The reason behind it all is that I feel it's not for me. It's for people that might need me. Yeah. And if I'm not ready... <coughs> how would you ever live with that Shame guilt? on fucking me. Yeah. Right? If I'm not ready on the bus or in the store or... In the classroom. How would I live with myself? Uh, how can I sleep at night if I there was if I knew there was no reason I shouldn't have been ready? Mm-hmm. And I wasn't. That that would just be unacceptable at this point. And I guess my point here in talking about this is like if you're listening for like the two of you mm-hmm. that'll hear this um, one. What? But we might get more in the future. Yeah, fingers crossed. We have um, a lot of tier twos. I want you to think about, can you also make this choice? And really think about it honestly. Like, if you're a person who, for various intersections of privilege, have an able body that you can put on the line to defend people with less power than you, and it doesn't always have to be like a physical fitness thing. Like no, I think the example like, of getting between a black person and right. a police officer is a really good one. You need to, in some way, be readying yourself to insert yourself for the protection of yeah. others. Um, and I'll, I think I'll tie this back to something that will lighten it up a little bit as yeah. we go on. Oh, I had a plan for that. Be, um, maybe it'll tie on nicely to this. We'll see. Because... I was talking about the tolerant left before, yeah. how there's this, I think, maybe mistaken belief that the left is all about accepting everybody and freedom for everybody and the tolerant left. We tolerate anything. And then you get this so much for the tolerant left memes about punching yeah. Nazis and shit. And you know what? I, I don't fucking like the idea of the tolerant left. Mm-hmm. I fucking don't. We don't have to tolerate jack shit, bud. And we fucking won't. Um, what I think is maybe a better way of saying it is the accommodating left. Mm-hmm. If people have exceptionalities or differences of any kind that mean we have to think change about things about needs. the way we run our spaces, we need to think about their needs and accommodate them. Mm-hmm. We should. That that's that's what being on the left is about: is yeah. accommodating need. Not about tolerating differences. Mm-hmm. That's not the same thing. Yeah. Right? And part of being the accommodating left, I think absolutely has to be... Drawing a line. Drawing the fucking line and being the defensive left. The militant left if we have to. Like, it's an obligation and I think you should think about if you are under that obligation too. Um that's my point. Where, wh- what was your thing? 
We're gonna go running tomorrow. Oh man, it's we're gonna, gonna go be, for a run. It's gonna be nice out. <laughs> we love honestly, we love running, especially running together because oh. we just talk the whole time. So it's really nice to get out and like move our bodies and also like just connect with each air. other. Connect with yeah. each other. Connect with our pet. We go yeah, with our we, dog. yeah, we take our dog. She loves it. She has such a good time. But like, it's just it's a really nice way to start your day. And, and, and like, for, I have to run a lot after work, and it's always so much better to run in the morning. Oh, it's such a good way to start your day. It really is. And it lets you feel connected to the community around you because you, you see, see people so going about their much day. More of it. You see different people's houses and yeah, and like just different people going about their lives in unique ways. Mm-hmm. And you feel like part of a community, which I think is a great thing. Um, also it just feels so nice so if you can go running it sucks at first but just like push on through it for like two weeks we really weeks. recommend Couch to 5k it's a free app you can't get it free for the whole time but it's been really worth paying you for you can also find um, just plans for it online and if you have a timer app that you can schedule you can just put it in there you can program it yourself yeah. into your phone exactly stopwatch basically right yeah so yeah do it running is amazing it makes you feel so good it is. Fall running was the best. Oh, yeah, it got cold. Because, yeah, it had been so hot for so long, but also the smell of the leaves and being able to crunch the, crunch. the leaves yeah, as I girl. ran. That was my favorite. I love and, leaf crunching. And when the wind started to smell really cold, yeah. you could just, like, smell the frost oh, coming. When we had to put on long sleeves. Oh, yes. I don't think you ever did, but... No, I never fucking did. Yeah. <laughs> But you put on pants. No, I did put on. No, you didn't. (laughs) No, it was just shorts and. Did you change to long socks? Doubt it. (laughs) That's such it. All right. Well, dang, Tali, it's much colder temperatures than I do. No, I accommodate much colder temperatures than you do. Yes, that's true. (laughs) Okay, but anyways, there's some happiness to lighten it up. We're still cute and things, and we just want people to feel safe in society life matters we, we can we can be serious about life and it's not a bad thing it doesn't have to be escapist all the time yeah exactly um it, it's healthy to confront harsh realities mm-hmm. i wish more people listen to the ranting and ravings i feel like we go over some good shit some could always take it down a patron tier if we wanted yeah but i don't have anything to replace it with in the tier three. Oh damn oh We'll release one of these in like six months and people can listen yeah. to it and decide okay. that it's worth paying for. Maybe we'll unlock them in the future, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. But yeah, that's that's Ranting and Raving, episode three. Yeah. Thanks the, for listening to the us. The Tolerant. So much for the Tolerant Left. <laughs> that's, that's the name. There we go. All right. All right. Uh, do you want to do an outro? No. God damn. Um, thanks for listening to this episode of Ranting and Raving from the creators of The Weed of Time. Uh Follow us on Twitter. Thanks so much for supporting us on Patreon, because that's why you're listening to this, and we fucking love you. Oh, my yeah. God. Mwah. This is Chef true. Kiss. Yeah. And, uh, and you're tier three, so, like, you're the most important ones. You're, like, the We don't have favorite VIP. children, but you are one of our favorite children. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, thank you so much for supporting us. If you somehow don't already... Please definitely hit us up at Twitter. We are at the Weed of Time. Be active in the Discord. Be active in our Discord. We pump the link for that so much. We Um, do. And if you haven't yet, please consider uh, leaving us a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. It really does help spread us out to more people. Yeah, but this episode won't be on any of them. It's just in Patreon. Son of a bitch. (laughs) 
Well, please just go do that on one of our other episodes, if you don't mind too much. Yeah. Even though you already do so much for us, we love you. Indeed, indeed we do. Also, I hope I've been starting to say this regularly in our regular episodes by this point, but um, do good recklessly. Be nice. Yeah. And remember that the weed weaves as the weed wills. Toodaloo. Bye. Cadabra the slasher to turn rapper Only walk the red carpet to cover the blood splatter I'm faster and deadlifts data They gather the master Particle accelerators were searching for dark matter Y'all, I ain't come to grab the mic and rock the party I came to cock the shoddy and knock the chakras out your body I'm like Rocky playing hockey, peep my game face I'll up and cut you out your Nikes if they ain't laced Trust me, it ain't safe, I can't even aim straight I pray the ricochet in your face will meet in the same place You all be smoking that crack with Lamar Odom Scratching his scrotum and hacking NASA with a dial-up modem All the bodies and skeletons I produce Got them thinking there's a Jack the Ripper rapper on the loose Boost records like steel from juice, you want a truce When I punch you in the nose like the Wally World Moose Through a cloud of smoke rising from the floor, levitating above them all. Beyond the call of duty, O's a Commodore. Rank much higher than the captain and the officer. Most of these rappers nowadays ill-advised. Skirt wearers, purse carriers look feminine. Besides, it's a movement that exists, and it's called gay prize. So stop hiding out yourself if that's your lifestyle. It's nothing wrong with being true to your form, but a flaw is being something you're not. My uniform's decorated with stripes and stars. Medals and gold bars and ribbons draped weighing down my camouflage. The game's rigged from the start, in other words, call it sabotage. Falling, I assume the role of John Hobbs. Burn tarot cards till flames turn bluer than aliens from Avatar Paradise Shangri-La.